hi, hi. Thank you for listening to the Bantering Bards. I am your host, Steph, here with JJ Knack. Yes, welcome to the Bantering Bards podcast, a podcast for nerds like you. Episode number two, star date 09.18.2022. Steph's nice. log. <laughs> Um, hi, we hope you had a great day, weeks, whatever, you know, time of year it is for you while you're listening. Um, Jason, how was your week? It was uh, productive at work. Um, and then we got to celebrate my mom's birthday on Thursday. Just a lot of fun. We went to... Yes, happy 70th birthday, Mama Nack. Yes, the big seven zero. And we surprised her in San Francisco with uh, my sister. <laughs> and uh, she was very surprised and did not expect us to be there. So oh, it was a lot of fun. Her face, her and Bob's face, they was gagged. They were gooped. They gay gasped. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty It was pretty fun. We uh, had a great time. And then we got to uh, go to the Giants-Dodgers game yesterday, um, which uh, was a little disappointing. But um, that's yeah, okay. That we had rough, a lot of fun. Rough game we were sitting next to like a super fan he was so upset like he was by himself like super fan obviously like gets tickets and goes a lot he was really really upset i was like Ooh. i sort of kind of gave up a while ago because i knew you know it wasn't well, our year <laughs> still tough losing to the dodgers oh right? for sure and they i will give it to them they showed up in freaking droves oh, there and was they a lot were of dodgers fans. loud and proud and i wanted to punch them all in the face i'm just kidding uh kind of yeah yeah um yeah and we also played D on friday night oh my gosh i can't wait till we name this campaign um yes it was so much fun. We are playing uh, Spelljammer, right? Yes, Spelljammer, yeah. D&D in space. It, um, which is fantastic. Um, obviously, we're huge Star Wars, Star Trek fans, so this has been... I've been asking for this for how many years now, do you think? Uh, probably since we started. Yeah. Probably, so, <laughs> five years now. Yeah. Set phasers to stunning. Um, yeah. I am a plasmoid wizard. Plasmoid being your race, which is uh, kind of a gelatinous uh, being. Yes. Um, my character's name is Paul Rue, inspired by RuPaul, of course. <laughs> so it's like a mashup of a drag queen meets Yafit from the Orville. Because um, as you know, he's a little gelatinous blob he looks like a big old green booger if you guys have not seen the orville you should watch it like immediately go and watch it it is rated r star trek and it is hilarious yes um it is on hulu now um and it was originally i think on fox and um the first two seasons are hilarious the third season is much more philosophical but um still very good and funny and witty and um, I think Seth MacFarlane has wanted to do this for a long time. He was oh, always it was a big a fan. Oh, a dream of his, a dream come true. Yeah, like, so he's pouring his heart out into these episodes, and it really shows. They do a great job. Yeah, they're very philosophical, but like with really well done, like with humor. And I love obviously crude humor. He's pretty crude. Yeah, and a <laughs> and lot of it's dumb humor too. You know, just kind of uh... not slapsticky, but like. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's he's just trying to kind of bring the real world um, interactions, how you know normal people interact in their lives, and put that into a, like a Starfleet situation, like Star Trek, which is inherently funny, right? Because all of a sudden you're talking about you know things that are happening during the day or you know music that you like, stuff like that. But it's uh, done in a much more humorous and comedic way than you know Star Trek would ever do. Um, right. It's probably all the, like, unprofessional aspects of Star Trek, how they would be in real life, like, behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's really uh, funny. 
Um, so anyways, that is my character based off Yafit. So kind of a sassy character, witty. Um, what, what's Yafit's personality? What's the word I'm looking for? He's... He's very blunt, and he's um, that I am always trying to uh, make light of a situation with a joke, and um, yeah, I think you're gonna fit that. And he's character kind very of well. a pervert. A little bit, a little and, bit. And so, but he's also got a heart of gold, and he tries really hard. Yeah, you're describing me. Yeah, a pervert with the heart of gold. <laughs> um. We're playing with two new players. Shout out to Amber and Alex. You yes. guys are so fun. Um, new they, to us. They have played a few times yes, before. Yeah. New, Just to new to playing with us. And then, of course, Johnny, who the always funny Johnny. She freaking named her character Queef Latina. <laughs> Queef Latina. <laughs> Queef Latina. So every time Jason's like, Queef, it's your turn. And I just lose my mind. Because <laughs> he's like being serious, but her name's Queef. Oh my gosh. Too funny. Yeah, and she's a GIF, which is a space-faring uh, hippo race. Um, humanoid hippo race. And uh, yeah, she's got a big old double-barrel shotgun. What's, and, the, what's uh, his name? I want to say Jerry. I know it's not Jerry. <laughs> then she named her gun. Oh. Oh, I wrote it down. It's in my notes. Uh, it's like Vera or something Vera, like that. Vera, that's know. right. That's right. Um, but I don't know. what I had heard Jerry, and so I was all, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> and she's like, bitch, it's Vera. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. And then, um, and she's a fighter, and you're a wizard. And then the other two are a human druid. And the druid, a, he yeah, who shall not be named, and a wood elf. Um, yeah, he actually goes by the druid. He does not. He has not yeah, revealed any he, name to us yet. He said part of his backstory. You know, it all makes sense as it comes out more, which I'm excited that um, he's got this mysterious component. So I'm excited to learn more about his character as we adventure through this campaign. Yes. Um, and then Amber's, she's um, a wood elf. Yes. A wood elf. And she's a rogue, a soul knife rogue. rogue. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like a, um, psychic, uh, class. So she has psionic powers, is able to kind of create these psionic (laughs) daggers in her I'm laughing when you told her character or like the story and you were like, um, I don't know. I think he said, like, you're doing a really good job. You're pretty. And then later on, she was like, yeah, I want to go do that one because he told me I was pretty. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yes, girl. A girl after my own heart. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, they were fun. Um, so we're really stoked about this group. Um, and I think that's a good amount of people. Um, uh, yes. A group of four is, I think, ideal. It's good enough or a good amount because you can bounce off each other, um, but it's not too many people where you're like waiting your turn. Losing to... interest. Yes. So, yeah, it's really freaking cool. Um, I have not designed my like character the way it looks and stuff, um, which is odd for me because. Yeah, usually that's the first thing you do. Yes. Um, well, I'm in school too, so I've been kind of busy, but. Um, I'm excited to do that. I'm going to probably do that this week on my day off. Um, but it's kind of, this is a little bit, it's going to be a little bit more challenging for me because it's a plasmoid. So there's not like a lot of detail. But I can go the drag queen route and, you know, maybe she's going to have a wig on top of her little blob head. Yeah. Or she could, you know, shape hair. Out of her no, that's kind of boring. Okay. I'm bored. Okay. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, I, <laughs> of course, I was a little bit busy slash, you know what, I'll be honest. I was on my period, and when I'm on my period, I don't want to do nothing. So I slept a lot, and so I just didn't create my character as much as I normally do and prepare for a campaign. 
You should have seen Jason's face right now. He's like, where are you going with this bitch? <laughs> Um, yeah, so, that's, that is true. You like you do, and tend I didn't to put more even effort in. yeah, and I didn't pick out my spells, so I was like picking them out in a hurry while they were like finishing up the details before we started. Um, so, anyways, I briefly read through the spells, and I didn't know about Dragon's Breath. Yeah, very cool spell. Yeah, co- sort of say what it is. Is it yeah. a Dexterity saving throw? So you 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 cast the spell on yourself, um, and it requires concentration, but for then up to a minute. Um, which but is about 10 rounds of combat, you can use uh, your action. Or actually, I think you cast it as a bonus action. And then for up to then, a minute, you yes, can cast as an right. action. That's right. You can breathe fire or any other Acid dragon's or breath. or poison yeah. or something like Acid, that. Acid, poison, yeah. lightning, cold and or fire damage. And it comes out of your breath, anus. out of your mouth in a, uh, <laughs> in a 15-foot cone and deals... Uh, Oh my god, wouldn't like that be cool? A decent amount of damage to multiple creatures. That'd be in cool if area. it came out of the anus. I mean, you could make it come out of the anus. That yeah. would be funny. Yeah, it certainly absolutely. could. Uh, there's um. nothing, nothing stopping you from doing that. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a very cool spell, and um, yeah, probably underused because low level. It's a second level spell, so somewhat low level. Wizards tend yeah, not to get into melee. That it's a bonus action makes that so broken because you fuck well, shit you up with a normal it. spell, a cantrip, a melee attack, and then you get to use it as a bonus action, and then you're geared up for the next. Like that's just cool. Yeah, you can prep for the next round, and then it doesn't take up spell slots. Well, one spell slot. Right, but you don't reuse a spell slot exactly, every time. Exactly, and you can use so it like almost turns into a cantrip. Um, which cantrips, do we explain that? Cantrips are spells. Uh, cantrips are spells that don't require uh, resource costs. So, so you when, can utilize them all day long. So when you're like a wizard or a character that uses spells, like there's only so many you know, like per day. Is and it per day? Yep. There are a certain amount of spells that you can cast per day, and they're in different spell slots. And uh, the slots go from level one up to level nine, level nine being the most powerful. And, um, you uh, each each spell at different levels are going to be um, stronger, yeah, have different more effects. incrementally stronger or more damage uh, can do different inducing. effects. Yeah. Inducing damage inducing damage inducing sure. Um, basically, they don't want you to go ham, so there's like some rules, like you know, you only have four. How many do I have? Four first you get level. F- four first level and two second level right now, and then as you level up, you'll end up eventually with, you know, four first level. And that three increases second, as you three level. Three third, three fourth, three fifth, three sixth, two seventh, an eighth, and a ninth level spell slot. Right. If you get all the way to like nineteenth, twentieth level. Um, and then the damage Character is three d six. Three d six fire damage. Yeah, when you cast so it at the second level. So I, you get to roll your d six, which is just a regular dice. Yeah, standard die. Three times, and then that's the amount of damage. You give that to multiple targets. To multiple targets standing in the way. So you do have to be strategic. Like I can't obviously use that spell when my own um, teammates, yeah, or, other allies, uh, yeah, um, are standing near. But if there's a couple goblins, monsters, whoever, you know, you could really fuck shit up. Yeah, your first use of it, you got three different creatures in the back. Yeah, and no, none out. So no the three d six damage. I allocate to which monsters? No, each monster Each takes monster that. gets that. Well, they have to make a saving throw. A saving throw is uh, a roll that you that a character or an NPC, which is the, to say, the DM-controlled characters. And that's um, based off my spell. Your spell save DC because you're the one casting right. it. So, so mine was 14. So right. they had to roll higher than a 14, which is a little difficult to do. On a d20, yeah. Yeah. And they had, I think, a dexterity modifier plus two. So they were rolling a d20 and adding plus two to that throw. And if they succeeded, they would take half of the 3d6 damage. And if they failed, they would take the full 3d6 damage. Um, Yeah, so either way, you're fucking them up. You are hurting them, and you can hurt multiple people. It is a great spell. I'm very happy with that. Um, So, yeah, that was a cool spell. That was a cool spell, yeah. And probably the coolest effect that happened the whole game because um, everyone else was just kind of meleeing 
um, the druid went and wild shaped into a wolf and then was just meleeing, you know, Which biting cool. and slashing with the talons or the claws. And um, the fighter was just blowing people's face off with the shotgun. Which is cool. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, yeah. I don't know what you mean. It was a great it balance was. of yeah. everything. I just um, like magical effects. Me too, obviously. <laughs> the more magical, yeah. the better, darling. I do like the her um, Amber's uh, soul knife row too. She's throwing the you know psychic blades that you know yes. hit, disappear, reappear in her hand, which is um, so freaking cool. I love Dungeons and Dragons. It's been not like hot minutes since we sort of played. I know we kind of had taken a little hiatus um, from getting well, together because Yoshi moved. Yeah. Well, plus, like, I was working full-time and going to school full-time, so I didn't really have much. Then summer came. Then I had surgery. Anyways, we just were kind of busy. But now this semester is a little bit lighter. Get to play more often. Actually, everyone was really excited about this campaign, and we said we were going to play every Friday, which is so freaking cool. Which I know it won't, it won't be every Friday because things right. come up. Things do come but, up. You but know, having we'll a schedule playing. makes yes. it easier to ensure yes, the fact that everyone up. was available Friday nights and like wanting to play. Um, and we ordered pizza and had all yeah, kinds of stuff. That's like 50% sodas of the game, right? Hanging and out and snacks. eating pizza. It was just <laughs> fun. And, you know, it was fun to play with people who are pretty much just as nerdy as us. Yeah, they were, uh, they were a lot in, of fun. In yeah. a good way. <laughs> uh, and we had, you know, we knew them and had hung out before, but um, to really get the nerds out of them was really good. Uh, and, fun and exciting so yeah it was uh, it was a really good session and it's gonna probably be a really fun campaign yes i still can't wait to name our campaign oh yeah gotta figure out something good from the first couple of sessions yes um what else what else what else what else what else what else let's see um yeah i'm working on a, a propeller mold right now at work um we're going to be laying up carbon fiber aircraft propellers. Um, they're going to be dual prop, so it's you know two propellers, one on so either side. So for like like airplanes? Yeah, for Brad's like Swift or the Myers. Um, so small two place and four place airplanes um, would Does you he, utilize these. Do you guys want to like do that on a regular basis? I yeah, mean, like well start. he's got this idea. It's a variable pitch. Um, I can't really go into it because the idea is you know proprietary. But it's going to be variable pitch that you don't have to control or set on your own. It's going to be variable based on your acceleration and the situation the that wind. your airplane's in. Aerodynamics. At the time. Yeah, it's very cool. So um, I spent this week machining a gigantic mold. It's like 48 inches long by 15 inches wide, four inches deep. Oh my God! You didn't tell me that. This is exciting. It was real. It was a long time too. We had to do it on the bigger mill. Did which, you take any photo? um, photos? I did not actually. Take I did. A photo I tomorrow. tried to actually, and they just the lighting and the it's the aluminum and it's just they don't come out very well. I don't well, know why. Well, I can it edit it. It doesn't Take a photo show. for me though. I just kind of want to see it. Okay, I will. But take size, like put like Ty okay. in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my coworker Ty. I can put him in for. Uh, or anyone. I <laughs> you know that was that was funny. Um. What else? What else? I am busy with work too. Um. It is almost fall, y'all. Who is loving this weather? Clap your hands right now. It I am rained today. It rained. It was beautiful. It was nice and uh, fresh. It's just fresh air, crisp. And I'm fall. hoping that the uh, rain, some of it did fall here, but I hope most of it stays and gets carried over to the mountains and can help put out that mosquito fire that's like over 70,000 acres now. Yes. Ridiculous okay, bitch, but I was talking about fall and my work. And so it's fall weather, and I am starting my candle business, so y'all better buy some candles. They smell real good. I just ordered two pumpkin uh, scents. So and what is your business's name? Let me get into it. Um so y'all can be basic bitches and buy some candles. They're also beautiful. I'm going to toot my own horn. They're really pretty. They are artistic as fuck, and they are beautiful. Yes. Absolutely. I sort of am applying my graphic designer skills. My, the art, the artist in me. Um, they're really, really pretty, and they smell really good. And, yeah, you can buy them. Sassy Jalapeno Designs. I will be 
putting them on, listing them on Etsy. Um, um, so you, oh yeah, you can find us our, um, what is this called? Podcast. Podcast? Uh, Instagram. The Bantering Bards. The Bantering Bards. Um, yeah, follow us. I post funny memes and info. Um, we'll be doing giveaways and stuff too. Um, yeah, maybe I'll do a little candle giveaway. For the start ah. of the company. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. I'll link my personal um, Instagram, which is Sassy Jalapeno, on the Bantering Bards one, too. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned. I'll be doing a candle giveaway. Tell your family and friends. They make really good gifts. Um, and to yourself, too. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. So, yeah. Sassy Jalapeno Designs. I'll also be selling some other stuff i make a bunch i'm a crafter so there'll be other crafty designs but the candles are absolutely gorgeous and thanks you boo. i mean the first one you made i was like blown away i was like holy crap that is amazing yeah. i did not expect it to be that cool and me neither just that's why i was so like much better i'm gonna sell candles <laughs> i was like i'm gonna just do it um, uh, and they smell amazing we've got one well we had one lit today and the house smells amazing yeah it's not real good um yeah what else jj well i think we should talk about the topic of uh interest today what was that i saw a video oh um, yeah so uh neil degrasse tyson has a show called star talk um and it's on youtube it's through the his website at the hayden planetarium i believe um, they do, uh, it's also a podcast, um, and it's, they do live shows, they do recorded shows and they always have, he and a co-host most of the time is Chuck Nice, but he has other co-hosts, guest host as well. Um, and they invite, um, experts on about, uh, different scientific, scientific studies and fields. And they just talk about cool things, mostly universe and star related, but a lot of times it is just stuff on earth and cool things. So they have and then, like a, philosophical existential life questions so this one was very much so um and this is the simulation hypothesis and here's a fair warning simulation. this is a little bit like existential and yeah can be a little jarring to people to fully understand sometimes no just so. you <laughs> <laughs> i um am one to think that it probably doesn't matter either way if it is true or not. But um, let's no, start he off. he wants the simulation. He wants us to be in a simulation, y'all. And I will just put this out there right now. I do not think that we are. Um, simulation. Well, just theory. explain. Yeah, yeah, go over it. and then. So Nick Bostrom uh, is the one who more, most recently um, has brought this up as a under, you know, scientific principles study. Uh, I don't know if there's actually any way that anyone can ever prove it. There are some arguments, um, and they're having they're they're working right now to try and find ways to either disprove or measure it in some way so that you can actually prove it. Um, but we don't know if that's a possibility yet. But Nick Bostrom has come up with this, and it's uh, he starts with these three premises. The first premise is that every civilization, once they reach a certain point in technology in their technological advancement. Uh, reach a point that they plateau and they die off and they never get to the technolo technological why do we Why do we just die off? Just cause... Well, it's just that that's the premise, right? That Because you either create weapons of destruction and you destroy your own oh. society or it takes too long to ever reach that Plausible. technological level Plausible. of society and, you know, the... No being has ever lived on Earth and has, other than maybe some single-cell amoebas and stuff like that, have been around since the beginning of Earth and still exist today, right? Every species starts and then eventually dies off. So the idea is maybe it's impossible for a, a civilization to reach that level of technology. Okay. Um, the level of technology we're talking about is creating something called an ancestor simulation, which is basically like uh, Grand Theft Auto, right? A video game where you were, the whole world is simulated. Um, and, I mean, in this situation, the whole universe is being simulated, right? 
and somebody is watching to see how we as a species evolve. Okay, that's what an ancestor simulation is. Now, the second premise is that let's say that some small percentage of civilizations can eventually reach the technology or technological level um, to be able to create a simulation. Then um, they, every single one of those would eventually just become bored of creating simulations and they would either choose not to out of ethical reasons or just literally get bored and stop doing it. And then so they stop creating simulations. Mm -mm, okay. There will always be that one person who's still creating them. Right. So now you're thinking, you know, so say, let's say some small percentage of civilizations can reach the technological level to create this technology, um, this, these simulations. And then second, some small percentage of those civilizations either don't have the ethical problems with it or have found it scientifically valuable enough for them to create these civilizations mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. simulations, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then it is entirely likely, I mean, billions and billions and billions of times to one, that we are in one of those simulations because the odds of that we are the first civilization to even think about this and are working our way towards being able to create a simulation like that are really, really low. And it would be far more likely that we are just one of these ancestor simulations being watched by some larger being. Maybe a human okay, you know, but then species. But who created them? Who, so, I mean, it still doesn't answer our life's problems. <laughs> Well, nothing will answer our lives' problems, right? True. Um, uh, so, yes, who created them? Well, the idea is uh, uh, that a Big Bang happened or maybe some other way that a universe starts um, and the universe is formed and created, and that is real matter that exists. And those people or civilizations that exist in that universe are the first ones, and they're real. And at some point, one of them starts creating simulations, and then a billion simulations down the road humans come along in earth and our solar system is a part of that simulation now it could very well be possible that the simulation is exact replica of the real universe and so there is zero nothing different between the real universe and our simulation um it could be that it's entirely different that it was just a ai created universe and just to see what happens when a universe is started with a big bang because the real universe started some other way and they wanted to see what would happen if the Big Bang theory was worked out. And so it's it's hard to say what that simulation would be, but it's entirely possible that we're living in a simulation. So arguments for a simulation. The one thing that uh, a computer program would have program. as a um, it's a program <laughs> as a uh, kind of a universal marker every computer program will have a max speed that it can be ran at or that it can that the computer that is processing this thing can process at um and there is one speed in our universe that we know that cannot be um broken and that is the speed of light mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. in theory that can be used as an argument to say that's the processing power that's the processing speed of the computer that's running our simulation, and that's the fastest that anything can happen in our simulation or in our universe. But this is that we know of. We're always unlocking sure. things that, I mean, just in our lifetime, we discovered, like, other galaxies, like, ex even existed. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, not in our lifetime, but recently, in, as far as human lifetime, very recently, we have discovered other like, galaxies. Yeah, now we have satellite. Yeah. Now we can actually photos. take really good yeah. images of other galaxies. Yeah. And there's. In fact, we have now looked so back. Many other galaxies. But that's what I'm saying. Like, we have a limited. I think our knowledge of the universe is obviously very limited, right? So, according to us and what we know, the speed of light is the fastest. Correct. And there are theoretical ways to break that speed of light as well. It's just never been shown. However, they have done some looking back into the oldest stars and the basically the beginning of our our universe. Um, we can look back using the James Webb Space Telescope and other telescopes, um, and they have found that it's more. It's very likely that in the very beginning of the Big Bang. Like for the first split seconds, 
that oh. all of the matter and light that was expanding from the center moved faster than the speed of light. So if that is true and they, the readings that they are getting are true and we did move faster than the speed of light, that would put a wrinkle in the argument that the speed of light is the processing power a wrinkle of in time. the processing power of the computer running our simulation. So, um, all right. Second argument or argument against now, um, big argument against the simulation theory is that the computer that would be required to simulate an entire universe would be bigger than the amount of atoms known in the universe. Like it would require more atoms than the universe has to create the computer big enough to simulate the universe. So, either... How do we know how many atoms are in the universe? I don't that know just, who made these. Yeah, well, how do they know how many bullshit. atoms are in the universe? They take a um, measurement from certain areas, and then they expand that out and Okay, again, do math. this is the limited knowledge. Well, we can see we by... We don't possess all the knowledge in the world and universe. They know how many atoms so are there because of the gravity. Because we can measure the gravity and once you know the gravity, you know the mass and therefore you know right, how many Right, but my point that I'm making is at one point we didn't even know what gravity was and that was final. All the rules back then were absolute, right? That's why we call them theories now because we know that the more we learn and grow... Things, things theories can, can change. change. Yes. Yeah, but they I mean, become... literally all of the evidence that we have points to the fact that our gravitational measurements are correct. Yeah, and no, we, I'm not saying that. Yeah, there's plenty of scientific and, um, you know, testable evidence that shows that these things do exist, that the matter is out there in the universe, and something called dark matter, which is like seven times more than the actual matter that we can see. That's out there in the universe, right? Um, that's another theory, right? I have a theory on what dark matter is. Maybe we can talk about that some other day. But Ooh, um, yeah, that yeah. that is always fascinating to all. Of this is so fascinating to me. Did you go over the third premise? Yeah, I did. The yeah. third premise is if those first two premises could be broken and therefore a simulation was created, then it is really likely, you know, much more likely that we are in a simulation than we are in the first, um, the original universe. And also you know say we are in a universe or simulation who cares this is our reality 100 percent, right it's, elon musk has said whether we call it life or simulation it's the same fucking thing right elon musk has is one to say yeah we probably are living in a simulation but it doesn't matter because this is the simulation we're living in so live your life to the fullest do do what you want to do and don't worry about it being a simulation you're never going to know the difference um, the other cool thing about being in a simulation is maybe it restarts when you die, you know, and or maybe you go to the next level when you die and there's something else after after death, um, after life. I so hope we go to the next level. Um, yeah. So that's another, you know, promising thing about theories or about simulation. Um, but the argument that the computer would be uh, required to make the simulation of the universe would be so big that it would literally be impossible or there wouldn't be enough energy in the universe to run it um, can be argued against by saying, well, you don't actually have to render the entire universe all the time. You only have to render it when somebody in the simulation is looking at that specific thing, right? Um, just like in a video game today, when you're running around in a gigantic open world RPG, the only part of the world that is being rendered is the visible stuff that your character is actually in, right? The, the city isn't rendered until you walk in through the gates. And then once you walk in through the gates, the outside world is no longer rendered. It's only the city that's being rendered, right? And granted, they would have a lot of you know people to be paying attention to, to know where, what to simulate and when, but it would all be a computer program running it, so we have no problem doing that. Um, so that kind of throws the, the necessity for a massive amount of energy and a massive computer to create the simulation out the window um unless you believe that there's life all over this universe and if that's the case they are having to then render a lot of the universe at all at all times um and then i have an important question yes. that i think about often where do farts go <laughs> they dissipate into the air um, uh, gotcha yeah, and blend in and add to the global um, warming I'm thinking about dreams, like, what the fuck are dreams? Like, is it our parallel 
worlds, universes. Are you accessing are like parallel universes? Yeah, or? and then we just forget. Like, <sighs> that's really hard. Um, I think a dream is more your brain just firing, um, and you know kind of your imagination working with your brain and your brain not knowing the difference between reality and imagination while whilst in the dream yeah um, do you remember your dreams a lot no very rarely me um, too usually right when i wake up i'll have like some idea of what it was but within gone. seconds yeah, yeah within just, seconds i'm like well i don't gone. know what it was yeah anymore. same i know i dream every night i think i think we always do but yeah, I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh my God, I need to remember that dream. Gone. Yeah, dream journals, I've heard, is the way to train your, bre- train your brain to, to remember. remember them. Yeah. I know. I had one right by my um, night or on my nightstand and guess if anything's written in it. Probably not. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, not a single fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, there's another thing is intention, right? You can go to bed with the intention of trying to either recognize that you're in a dream or the intention of trying to remember dreams. And that has been proven to it help. Do- oh, um, 100% because remember I'll remember when I bought blue kyanite, which is supposed to help yeah. with dreams. And it's I, cool looking crystal too. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And I meditated with it and I literally asked my gods, like, you know, Please let me have a cool dream that I can remember. And I remember that night I freaking dreamed like I was surrounded by crystals, like from floor to ceiling, like just all around me. I just knocked over a crystal. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like waving my the arms around. The universe is talking. <laughs> it's the simulation telling you. And it was such a cool fucking dream. And I was like totally at peace. And then, like, a week later, I got a job at Rock Mama Gallery. Uh, shout out to Rock Mama Gallery. They have the best crystals in town. It is a cool shop. It is huge. They have a bunch of stuff. They have cool art, cool And then, books. literally, I was surrounded by crystals from uh, floor to ceiling because they're everywhere there. Yeah. Let's just say the emotions at that place run high. Yes. Yes. The good and the bad. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... the. We've met a lot of friends through working there. Yeah, that's um, who we're playing D and D with. All three extra D and D players are all. Yeah, a bunch of nerds work there. Wonderful there. nerds, beautiful nerds, beautiful souls. Anyways, if you're into crystals at all and you're ever in Sacramento, definitely go check them out. They have, I swear, just even if you need like an energy boost, you don't even have to buy nothing. Just go there. Um, I know blow your mind too. It is huge, and they have a lot of stuff. So some people cool are stuff. overwhelmed. Some people used to come into the store and literally start crying, and they didn't know. They were like, "What the fuck is happening to me?" And I'd have to explain like these people sometimes think they're just rocks, and they're not. They literally have been scientifically proven to emit energy and vibration. Scientifically and proven to emit energy. Yeah, vibration. Each, vibration. Yes. Yeah, okay. But they, it's not actually, like, they've, have they actually measured energy coming out of a rock? Like. Yes, that, like, the different rocks have different vib- vibrations. Okay, vibrations. We perceive that yeah. as energy and feelings, right? Sure. Our well, yeah, body. you can definitely in tune with vibrations, for sure. Right. So yeah. I have to explain to people, like, that's what's happening. Like. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't. Because I, I can't imagine they can actually measure energy coming out of it. If the only energy I can imagine coming out of a crystal would be like radioactive decay, like sure, in a sense sure, like sure, Hawking sure. radiation from a black hole. Um, you know, it's the only thing that ever escapes a black hole is the radiation. You're a black hole. That escapes at a very small rate, but eventually black holes die. Um. But yeah. Anyways, crystals, rocks, geodes, minerals. They're all fucking cool. Yeah, dreams. Man, that got us really far. <laughs> Simulations. Simulation theory. Simulation. Um, yeah, so um, one big argument against it w- is that, you know, the amount of energy required to, to run the simulation, even if they were able to, you know, render only the areas we were looking at, would still be really large and large enough to where, in theory, you would only run one simulation at any given point in time uh, because the amount of you know, so, energy required, you would only have 
one running at any point in time. And if that's the case, then we are either the first simulation or the last simulation, so, which gives us a 50-50% chance. I mean, that's much better. So when you say simulation ended Neil and Nick? Nick Bostrom. Um, do they discuss, like, is this, so are you saying we don't have free will or like everything was predestined or is it, I guess it would, it is it similar, similar <laughs> to like a video game where you, you have these certain set of parameters or like blueprint, but then you make the choices. So did they talk about that? Like do, is everything we do predestined? Do we actually have choices or... That got brought up, but not discussed very well. Um, they kind of blew it off, I think, because that's a really hard question to answer, right? If a computer program is running a simulation, then in theory it would be predestined, predetermined. But at but the same time... Every little action and every little right. word and every from each person... It is entirely possible, just like you said in a video game, that you can give somebody somewhat free will. Options, um, a yeah. blueprint... But in a sense, then it's kind of like a D&D game, right? It's, it's a, it's a storyline that's being guided, but there is still free will and uh, collaboration from the members in the simulation. So that's actually kind of cool. I never really thought about that. Yeah. It's kind of like a D&D campaign. We are all existing in a D&D campaign right now. Amazing. Wow. So then... And can somebody turn the cheat codes on for me, please? You just got to roll a natural 20, bro. <laughs> Um. Wow. So then, when we die, we can pick another character. Yeah. Oh start gosh. off in a whole new race. And, what if uh, when we die, I mean, culture, we get to pick like whatever it is. That would be that cool. Would and be then you just so forget cool. the fact that you picked, and then you just start out as a new baby. Oh my god. That would be interesting. That would be cool. I also kind of hope that when we die, I get to like be some not like a human, just a being. And travel like anywhere. Like I'm talking like, oh, I'm gonna go explore the moon today, or I'm oh yeah, go become a part of the Akashic record. Yes, like that's what I hope happens. That would be cool. Yeah, if we became energy beings that were, you know, like one Q. with the universe. Yeah, like, like Q. Q. Yeah. Like oh, that would be so. I mean, not like asshole Q, but well, like, yeah, I mean, and also abilities. Q has like powers and stuff that I don't yeah, think no, no, you no. would need. I don't need right? power. You would just need the ability to travel the at ability, whatever speed you yes. need. Yeah, and just see the galaxy and the universe and. Everything and anything you wanted to see. Go to the center of the earth and check out what's happening yeah. in the See, core. it hurts my brain and heart to think about that. I'm like, okay, and then what's after that? Would I get bored of that? Or like, is well, there... Well, then you can exit the edge of the gal uh, universe and, and see like, what's happening. do I want to exist forever? Like, if you really think about the word forever and what it truly means, like, do you want to exist forever? Well, or if like... you existed but unchanging then I think about, forever. Do I want to end? Do I want to be nothing? Like, it's so crazy to wrap my brain around that. Like, yeah, I can't. that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So I would say if you are an unchanging being, let's say after you die, you become this energy being or whatever, and you can travel the universe, and it's then limitless, and you are therefore unchanging after that, and you exist forever, I don't think you'd experience time linear linearly That's anymore. That's true, and so I can't wrap my matter. brain around that yeah. because all well, I no, know is, yeah. No human and can wrap their head around nonlinear life be beings. Exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a great Deep Space Nine episode. That's like the first or second episode, you know, where he oh. gets stuck in the... Um, no, they're trying to show him. Yeah. yeah. Well, these beings find him, and they're like, that what are you doing episode. in our world? Yes. And we're nonlinear beings. Yep. And we exist both in and out, and he has to explain to them how... how linear time works for <laughs> And how us. they can how they can learn from mistakes, and how they become, right. can become better people, and, you know, um, basically convinces these creatures of this... Entity. These species of beings um, uh, that um, they're good beings and that linear life form should be allowed to exist and continue. Right. So they allow that them. That is a good episode. Yeah, they doesn't, he doesn't kill them. <laughs> Deep Space Nine is good. Yeah, Deep Space Nine is, I think, the best of the Star Trek series. Um, very nope. political. Um, Next gen. Yeah. And it's, all, it's so D&D. Um, Deep Space Nine. Next Gen is great, too. Great stories. I mean, Picard is amazing. I think because I grew up watching it, that's yeah, always going to hold a special place in my heart. Um, and then Voyager. Janeway, the best. 
the wrong way. I think Janeway way, might be the best. The captain. right way, the Janeway, um, and then Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Oh, yep. And then, I think next episode we should just do an in-depth talk about all the Star Trek series. Sure. I would love to. Yeah. Okay. That will be fun. That will be fun. Um, we're at 45 minutes. Is this okay? Yeah, I think that's probably um, good unless uh, you had any other questions about simulating our lives. Um, um, no. Okay. I don't think so. Well, if we are in a simulation, enjoy it. <laughs> And if we're not, then hey, maybe enjoy ev- it. Maybe eventually we will create one. Ew, no, that seems seems a little wrong to play God. But I mean, we're doing it right now with you we know climate sim- simulations and other you know population simulations and stuff like that. We kind of utilize that for scientific study. Um, so we- we're getting to the point where you know if we could get the ability to, it might be scientifically valuable to run a simulation you're like scientifically that. valuable also we are gods and goddesses oh yeah well i mean i literally have we created a por- them in our minds that's for sure i literally have a portal between my legs yeah create life honey mm-hmm. although i don't think you can honey that's right because i got a <laughs> bilateral selpingectomy ooh, ooh. Oh, i don't know ooh. also i learned like Getting your tubes tied is not a thing. And the doctors and yep. nurses were like, I, we don't know who started that or why people say it. There's no such thing. You, It's never been tied. Like you can get them cinched or pinched, but it's not as effective as the bilateral salpingectomy, which is removing a portion of your um, fallopian tubes, which is what I did. Because no children's, no children's for me. Yeah, not pushing any kids out of that. Hail to the gnaw. Like, I literally can't imagine being pregnant. Bless you. Moms are superheroes. Like, literally. The job that they have to go through for the entire lives of their children. Yeah, I can't do it. I'm too selfish. I'm too irresponsible. And, yeah. Mm -mm. No, I don't think that is the case at all. I think you would be a wonderful mother. No one said I I did not say that. I am. Look at my dogs and animals and all the sacrifices I make for them. That's right. Uh, I love. Oh, let's talk about our pets' names because they're very nerdy. Okay. So we well, Kairos isn't. Cairo spelled K Y R O, which is cool. It means like a wolf. It's a name that referenced wolf in ancient. Greece, Greek. It's not the actual ancient Greek word for wolf, right? But something, it was a yeah. name that, for some reason, meant wolf or had something to do with wolf. I don't know. It was, you know, thirteen years. Oh, how old is he now? Twelve, eleven, eleven years old. So it was eleven years ago when I created and that name. Then we got Mr. Yoda um, because he has Yoda. He ears. literally looks like Yoda. Yeah. Like when I saw him. Within two seconds, I go, he looks like Yoda. I have to have him. And he's the cutest. And he's just my little angel face, baby. Right. And then our cat we had for a long time, Lieutenant Commander Data. R.I.P. Yes. I miss him so much. He was the bestest of the cats. Cool fucking cat. Orange tabby. He was a beast, man. Yeah. He was big. <laughs> he was real big, especially towards the end. He was a little chubby. No, he just got chubby during the winter months. And then yeah, get, exactly. You know, skinny he, during the summer. He, yes, exactly. He would Every fatten year. up during the winter, big time, and he loved like being hot, like the heater. Like he would literally be touching and hugging our little portable heaters. Like loved it, and I'm like, cat, you're crazy. Um, but then he would be gallivanting out in the streets in the summer. Loved to be on a hundred and three degree day. I would try to get him to come inside, and he'd be laying in the patio. Like, he just liked to be hot. So, I like to think he's up there exploring the sun and shit. <laughs> All the warm bodies. Um, yeah. And then... Now we have two... Well, we adopted two brothers, uh, elderly cats. Yeah, we Humper didn't get to name Bear. them. but So, they don't have cool little spacey or nerdy names. Well... The girl does. Yes. Un- un- 
No, I don't know what word. Unintentionally? Unexplicably? <laughs> Inexplicably. Inexplicably. <laughs> yeah, I'm not good with words if y'all haven't uh, noticed that. I said, Revenger. What did I say on the last podcast? To revenge the father's death. Revenge. Oh, and it's Avenge. Of, it's Avenge. Avenge. Yeah, anyways, get used to it. Okay. Um, what was I saying? Oh, so yeah, Bear, rest in peace. And then Thumper. His um, name was Jumper, but we changed it to Thumper. That's he because he's around. a huge cat also, and you can hear him walking around our hardwood floors. Um, and then Bear, his brother, passed away. Um, and so, of course, I didn't want Thumper to be alone. So then we adopted another senior kitty, and her name was Quinilla. Is Quinilla. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I say was because, like, when do we ever call her Quinilla? Very rarely. Never. It's girl. At the vet, I guess. But she's um, the only Which female. Quinilla is a character on... Um, the Witcher, right? The Witcher, yes. Um, anyways, we call her Q, which is obviously Star Trek. Um, so, yeah, we have two Star Trek names and a Star Wars yeah, and then you know Cairo, and then Kylo Ren came out. Oh yeah, Cairo um, Ren. We after call him um, so that. we call him Cairo Lin. <laughs> um. So yeah, we're just nerds. Okay, I like how we said, "Oh, we're gonna end this podcast." I know, and, and we it continued start. for another ten minutes. This is our lives. Just yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Welcome to our lives. Uh, we hope you enjoy getting this little uh, window yeah. into our. Life. And thank you, listeners, um, for all the wonderful feedback that yeah. you guys gave us. Very appreciative. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, any sort of topic, suggestions, or questions, like um, email us at thebanteringbards at gmail.com, um, or you can find us on Instagram, also thebanteringbards. Feel free to message us. Um, yeah, we want to hear from you. Any topics, suggestions, um I guess that's it, right? And yeah. then stay tuned. I'll be doing a giveaway for my candles. And yeah, the business will come available Wednesday or Thursday is when you're gonna. Go I'm gonna live. go live the first day of fall. Thursday, because I'm a basic bitch, y'all. So September twenty second, twenty twenty two, Steph goes live with Sassy Jalapeno Designs. Yes. Um, yeah. Thank you all for joining us. Um, yeah. Thank you. I'm going to call all our listeners who continue to listen legendary loyal listeners. The triple L's. Okay. That was was a good one. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Peace and blessings, y'all. Thank Um, you. Yeah. Have a wonderful day. Again, don't forget to just take time out of your day to just take a deep breath. Be grateful for what you have. And just go out and crush it. We love you all. And we love you. And peace and blessings.